0: Hello, my friends, you are listening to Becoming. This is episode number 45, Healing from the Hard Stuff, Trauma Recovery with Haley Bladen. Hi there, and welcome to Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults, where together we are becoming more than we are and who we were always meant to be.
1: Each episode will feature different topics to enhance your growth, help you see the world differently, and discover who you really want to become.
0: We are your hosts, Tani Beardall and Erica Peterson. We will be interviewing guests with unique experiences and experts in different fields to help us get the most out of each episode. All right. Welcome
1: everyone. We are so excited to have our guest today, Haley Bladen with Whole Kids Emotional Wellness. So you have a clinic, Haley, and it is helping kids and teens with trauma, any emotional needs. What are you focusing on with your clinic in Utah?
2: So we see so many different issues and challenges that teens are facing. We do see a lot of anxiety disorders, um, depression. We work with kids who have uh, body image issues, who have gone through trauma, sometimes technology overuse issues. Um, There's just a ton of things that we specialize and times are changing. And so there's a lot of different issues. And sometimes it's many issues that they're coming in for, but um, we try and really change the stigma about seeking emotional wellness support and just be there for our clients to help them grow and learn and change.
0: I have totally recognized that as I've followed your Instagram account, which is Whole Kids. I have been so encouraged by what I've seen you share on there. There is amazing content for teens and parents alike. But what I've really loved is watching how you target in different ways. You have individual therapy, family therapy, but also different support groups. I think there's so many ways that you're helping people. And I'm just so excited about what you're
2: doing on your site. Oh, thank you.
0: So today we wanted to really focus in on trauma. And this is a huge topic we have not tackled. There's so much to cover on trauma. So this is just something we are so excited to have you kind of help us sort through. Great. Yeah, I'm happy to. You know, I was telling my daughter on the way here what we were discussing. And she said, what is trauma? She didn't even have a definition in her mind for what trauma was. Could you just give us
2: an overview of what trauma is exactly? Sure. Yeah. So I think of trauma as basically any negative life event that happens in a state when you feel helpless. And usually this event is deeply distressing and fear inducing, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Um, We try and really normalize that, that it's okay to be scared, but these big scary things do happen and it's okay to talk about it. So when I'm working with teens, I kind of explain feelings that they're kind of like birds that fly by and you when you notice a bird, you kind of notice the color and their feathers, and you may notice what type of bird it is, and then you can just kind of watch it fly away. That's kind of how feelings are. but trauma is like when a big old bird lands on your head mm-hmm. and they make a huge, just ugly nest in your hair. Um, yeah. They may even lay eggs in your hair and have their little babies in your hair. <laughs> And, you know, it feels big and other people can't really see this nest, but you are definitely dealing with this nest. And when you're traumatized, there's a lot of triggers that you experience. So it's kind of like, you know, when birds build their nest, they grab little scraps and bits to make it stay up. So with a trigger, let's say maybe your parents fought all the time as a kid and a trigger would be when someone raises their voice or you start to see somebody get mad, you notice these feelings coming up in your body um, if you've experienced trauma from that. So that's kind of trauma and maybe what a trigger feels like. What a great analogy.
0: I love that. That helps me just visualize it so much better. I think that would help teens and younger kids to understand it better too.
2: Yeah. I've worked with a lot of kids and teen clients who have grown up with trauma or grown up in homes where there was violence, um, again, parents fighting or kids who had been hurt or abused themselves. I've worked with teens who've experienced big losses, uh, you know, like losing a friend to suicide or a passing of a family member, even being bullied so much that they've considered taking their own life. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things that teens are up against and there's different types of trauma too. So there's, you know, big traumas and little traumas and, and everybody, we're not immune to trauma. I mean, some type of distressing event is going to happen. And so I just like to help people be educated on that. So they know what to do when it does happen.
1: Oh, that's so perfect to kind of help with the normalizing of that. You know, everybody is going to experience this. You know, you can't really compare it to other people's trauma. It's something that is affecting you, whether or not it means something more to somebody else or something less to somebody else. It's what you're feeling, what you're experiencing. So I think that that's helpful to keep that in mind.
2: Yes. It's relevant to you. Um, Another thing I want to say is sometimes it doesn't matter if, if the trauma is real or imagined, If it feels real to the person experiencing it, the effects are the same. So, you know, you're still going to have those symptoms and things. I have a memory myself as a four-year-old, just a little girl, and there was a kind of a family emergency happening. And at that time, during that emergency, I thought I was being kidnapped. Um, And it turns out this wasn't the case at all. It was somebody trying to help. But for quite some time after that, I was terrified of adults and I would wow. hide behind trees and have bad dreams about strangers. So really from a child's perspective, being very scared can cause lasting symptoms. You know, again, if it's a real thing or not. It's so
0: true. An example that I was thinking about was um, a few years ago, my house actually got broken into.
2: Oh, wow. And
0: it was terrifying for me. I mean, I literally could not sleep for days. Any noise I heard, I would just my heart would start racing and I'd breathe heavy and I was barely functioning at night. It was painful to even think about going to sleep. And my husband, you know, experienced the exact same thing that I did. But to him, it looked like it was just this minor inconvenience, thinking like, oh, that was inconvenient. We had to, you know, fix the door and replace a few things and he was sleeping like a baby that night. (laughs) He -hmm. was fine. And to me, this was a very traumatic experience. So you really can't define your trauma based on anyone else and what they've been through and what you've been through. You can't compare your traumas to other people. It really creates this effect on our bodies that's personal and we need to learn how to deal with that. Exactly.
2: So It's kind of like we all have these different colored glasses on. We all have a different way of seeing the world. And so the same trauma could happen to two people, like you're saying, you and your husband. But the way you process it, the way you internalize it, the symptoms are completely different. Yeah.
1: Are there different types of trauma that you see?
2: Yes, there's a bunch of different types of trauma. I'll just share a few different categories. And I don't want to scare everyone because I'm going to tell you about a bunch of bad things that can happen. But if someone's listening that's experienced something that they didn't think was trauma, I want them to know that it's okay. So the first type of trauma, and these aren't in any specific order, but so physical trauma. So this could be like a car accident or getting hurt, any type of accident. Um, seeing someone get hurt, or you know, an injury yourself, violence um, or abuse, and sometimes witnessing domestic violence can be just as traumatic as actually experiencing that. Wow! Any type of sexual assault or sexual abuse, basically any type of threat to your physical safety, kind of goes under the physical trauma category. Yeah. The next category is social trauma. So bullying or any type of, you know, social humiliation can be very traumatic. Sometimes just going to high school is traumatic for kids, maybe losing friends or a big friend group switch, different types of friendship problems, moving away from your home and your social group, you know, kind of that safety net that you had. We're also seeing now that there's something called cyber trauma. So this is stuff that you see online or things that happen with your interactions online. Um, so cyber bullying, seeing something online that disturbs mm-hmm. you or, you know, a graphic image. All of those things are traumatic and can be traumatic.
0: I'm sure you are seeing a lot more teens and younger
2: kids coming in with cyber trauma. Yes.
0: All of these are really serious though and can really cause those traumatic feelings and the triggers inside of us.
2: Right. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, teenagers, your brains are still developing and you'll see an image that you're just not prepared for. I mean, there's images out there that nobody's prepared for, but you're still growing and developing. And so it's really important. I always tell my clients to protect their brains because sometimes these things that we see, they get caught in there and it's really hard to get them out. And so we kind of want to treat our brains gently with what we're exposing ourselves to and making sure that we, we try not to get into situations where we could be traumatized. Now, trauma is not anyone's fault, but um, there are situations that you can avoid. Yeah, um, loss is another type of trauma. So, the death of a loved one, parents divorcing, that can be a huge loss. Mm-hmm. Losing a pet, uh, we hear a lot about suicide or friends, kids at school, um, maybe it, even somebody that you didn't know well passes away, it can still really affect you. So, loss can be very traumatic as well. Totally. And then Absorbed trauma, this is kind of a different concept, but just hearing about a distressing event in someone's life can be traumatic or hearing about the scary events that are happening in the world. I mean, if you listen to the news, there's just so many things that are triggering to people that cause a fear response. Also, you know, hearing other people's trauma being described in detail can be uh, very traumatic as well. I know with this absorbed trauma, I used to work for a police department doing social work. And some of the stories that I would hear or read about in the different police reports were really horrific and and deeply distressing to me as an adult. Hmm. And so as a team at work, we would have to talk things through and practice self-care so that we didn't ourselves develop post-traumatic stress, just from hearing about these type of things? Oh, I'm sure.
1: I think that that's so important to keep in mind. We were speaking about this before and I brought that up to Tawny. This is something that I experienced recently.
0: But we didn't have the lingo for it. No, we
1: didn't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I recently was really experiencing some heightened anxiety because of hearing about hard things for other people and it was terrifying for me. And I was losing sleep, waking up terrified. And I could not understand why I was having such a hard time when it wasn't really happening to me. But I think it's important for us to keep that in mind, especially where we have so much information at our fingertips. Sometimes you have to have some boundaries for yourself. You have to protect your mind, protect yourself. You know, the cyber thing, like the social thing, Sometimes you have to limit how much you're taking in to help protect your brain and your mind and your soul because there is just so much out there. And I know years ago, I used to watch the news all the time and I stopped because I started really feeling down and depressed. And it is a very real thing. Like you have to know your own limits. You have to know how things affect your mind and be careful to not get sucked into them because... you're just constantly involved in so many things and learning so much, but it can be really difficult. So I think that's really key to hear that. That's really nice to have some vocabulary for what that is. So.
2: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It sounds like you've experienced absorbed trauma and, you know, I think it's important to kind of listen to yourself and know yourself. The example you gave about watching the news and feeling depressed. If you know that, things affect you deeply, it is totally okay, like you said, to set boundaries around that and just don't do it. You don't need to watch the news if you know it's going to trigger you and um, learning that at a young age too can be really helpful throughout your life. So I think that's a really important skill to have.
0: So I wrote down physical, social, cyber loss and absorbed traumas. I'm sure I was nodding my head and thinking about different instances in my life. I'm like, oh, yes, I'm sure our listeners were doing the same thing. So we all experience traumas at different levels. I want to know what are the common symptoms that teens have when they're going through trauma? What is something that they can really grab and say, yes, I've had this and I feel this way. So it
2: is really clear for them. Yeah. So when trauma happens, your body sets out to protect you. We have fight or flight built into our bodies and that's to help us take action and help us go into survival mode. It's the way our bodies work from the beginning of time, you know, helping us when we're being chased by a tiger or a wild animal. So that sets in as a protection after the traumatic event happens And again, I want to emphasize that there's, you know, there's the big traumas and there's the little traumas and all are real and all are valid and you don't necessarily have to be involved in a big trauma to have these symptoms. So teens that we see at our clinic, you know, name off some of the symptoms that we see. So stomach aches, stomach aches are a huge one. We have a lot of teens that are missing school because they can't get control of these stomach aches. Oh. Stomach aches are real. Um, it's a real symptom from trauma and anxiety.
1: Why does that happen? Is it like ulcer type stuff or is it like your stomach is reacting to your body having like heightened levels of certain hormones? What's, what's causing that?
2: Well, we store a lot of our emotions in our gut. And I think that yes. you know, it's, a, it's a physical response to our feelings. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that makes total sense. And I have definitely heard several teens that have had trauma or experience that I maybe didn't know that, but I've like been involved in their lives and that was something that was kind of common for them. And I didn't really realize that. So it's good to know.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So stomach aches are a big one, body aches, um, a lot of crying. So maybe just the tears are flowing and you just don't know how to get them to stop, um, but then there's the opposite of just feeling numb, feeling nothing at all, mm. um, avoiding things you used to want to do, having a hard time focusing on social things or your school work. I used to work at a school doing therapy and we had a lot of traumatized children and they just weren't able to focus. They did not have the capacity to pay attention in class because they were so in their fight or flight if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, We see excessive worries, sleeping trouble, concentration issues, a lot of feeling tired all the time, becoming withdrawn, easily irritated, angry, snappy, wanting to isolate, feeling maybe shock or denial. Um, Sometimes people also feel guilt or shame. And going back to that absorbed trauma, um, sometimes you may feel guilty for feeling Mm -hmm. like you've been traumatized hearing about someone else's trauma, but that's okay. You should never feel guilty for feeling like you've been traumatized, but it does happen. So, I feel like
0: that's just really intense empathy. Yeah. yeah. I think maybe a lot of trauma may be misdiagnosed as anxiety or do they
2: just go hand in hand? Yeah, uh, they, they go hand in hand, but I've seen a lot of teens who have experienced a trauma early on in life and then develop anxiety disorders due to that. Yeah. A trauma early on really can change the course of your life and the way that you internalize things and think about things and so a lot of kids that have anxiety have gone through something traumatic big or little and that's kind of how it shows up
0: so that kind of shows you how important it is to deal with these traumatic instances like right when they happen or you know shortly after so it doesn't continue to affect your life in a negative manner
2: Yeah. And you know, sometimes you don't even recognize that something was traumatic until after the fact. I mean, you could get years down the road and realize, Hey, that time in my life or that, that incident that happened, that was actually really traumatic and really hard for me. So sometimes we don't know it's traumatic even when it's happening. So true.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Especially for people who like the example of that their parents fight all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. that's their normal life. Mm -hmm. They're not like, I'm in a traumatic situation, but your normal life, once you kind of maybe separate from that normalness, then you kind of realize, oh, that wasn't so normal, and that did affect me negatively. But once you maybe recognize that this is something that's causing you to have some of these symptoms, then that does need to be addressed.
2: So when significant trauma happens, we start to question three things. Because we've lost our feelings of control. So one of them is, am I safe? Another one is, is the world safe? And then the third one is, can I trust people? So when trauma happens, these are common things that come up. Like what just happened? Am I safe? What happened to my world? It's kind of like the rug gets pulled out from under you. What's going on? Right. Another analogy that I like to use with teenagers is trauma is kind of like a deep, dark hole. So you're walking along your life path and all of a sudden you just fall into this deep, dark hole without (laughs) any warning. It just sort of happens. Mm -hmm. And you're down in this hole and it feels dark and lonely and you may not know who you are anymore down there. You have all these feelings. You aren't sure how you'll get out or if you will get out. Right. And it can feel really scary. And you didn't even choose to fall into the hole. So it's not your fault that you're down there, but you're down there with just a bunch of different emotions and you don't really know what to do with. And they're pretty strong and overwhelming.
0: And you don't want to stay in the hole. So how do we get out?
2: Yeah. You don't want to stay in the hole and healing from trauma really is learning how to climb out of that deep, dark hole of scary feelings, but it does take time. So be patient with yourself, but I do want to talk to you about some of the things that we do with teenagers to help them get the skills to climb out. Yes, please. So One thing that we do with teenagers to help them climb out of the hole is first learning how to recognize their feelings and also label them and rate them. So we have a printout of a body and what they'll do is, you know, write where they feel those different feelings, traumatic feelings, just everyday feelings, and then label exactly where they're at. Because if we kind of have a gauge for our body, it helps us understand ourselves better and our feelings. So then we say, okay, what level do you feel them? We use a scale from one to 10, 10, the most intense. And then we start to help them bring them down with coping skills. So it's super important for everybody to have coping skills, but especially those of you, well, and this is everybody because everyone is going to experience some type of trauma, little or big. So the coping skills are what's going to help us when we're feeling out of control, of our feelings. So say you're feeling angry at a level nine. Let's see what we can do to bring it down to like a four or a five. That feels a lot better than nine. Yeah. Yeah. So we do this through a bunch of different things, guided breathing exercises. So I'll take you through one just real quick. This is an easy one. Even little kids can do it, but we call this one hot chocolate breathing. You put your hands together, kind of like you're holding this mug of hot chocolate And you're going to breathe. So for the first four counts, you're going to breathe in like you are smelling the hot chocolate and just kind of let that wash over you. So for four seconds, you're going to breathe in and then you're going to let that go and breathe out onto the hot chocolate, kind of like you're trying to cool it off and just in for four out for four. And this is something that you can do when you're just in that high stress, I'm feeling all this stuff and I don't want to feel it and I don't know what to do. Just practice the breathing.
1: I love that. I'm going to use that. I just love the idea too of like imagining the hot chocolate. That's perfect.
2: Yeah. And everybody likes hot chocolate, right? So, um, and hot chocolate is kind of a comforting thing to drink. So we do a lot of muscle tension and relaxation exercises. These are all called grounding skills. So bringing you back into your body So that you aren't trapped by your thoughts. Some other things that we do that are grounding is, you know, maybe touching something soft or wrapping up in your favorite blanket fresh from the dryer. We've had a few teens that really like that one. Um, If it's warm outside, going outside and laying on the grass with your bare feet, make them touch the ground and just breathe in and out, breathe deeply. That can be really grounding and healing moment for you to just get centered and get back to yourself. I was working with somebody who was very upset about something she'd experienced and in session, she just wasn't able to calm down. So we did another grounding exercise where she was to name five things she could see, four things she could feel, three things she could hear, and two things she could smell. And that really brought her back to the present moment. And she very quickly calmed down and was able to talk. So again, it's that temporary distraction from the intense feelings so that she can actually process what's going on.
0: I think that's key. Would you call that mindfulness? Is this another yeah. term for yeah, that?
2: It's another form of mindfulness. Yes, absolutely.
0: That's something I really am new to learning about, but I feel like it's pivotal. In the past, I've let my emotions just control me and I never took a moment to just sit down and label, okay, why am I feeling this way? Mm -hmm. I would just live in it. And I think doing this process will be life-changing and helping you get out of that pit.
2: Yes, absolutely. Another thing we talk about is feelings being visitors. So again, going back to those birds that fly by, teenagers tend to think, and sometimes even us as adults, that intense feelings are going to last forever. So this bird is going to be sitting on my head for the rest of my life. And that's just not true. They come and go. And with trauma, if you can recognize when you have that nest in your hair, then you could slowly begin to take it apart. With trauma, you want to be careful because sometimes it really does take help from an adult and a therapist, um, you know, depending on. Your symptoms and how long you've been experiencing them, and what type of event or how it's affected you. So, feelings or visitors is is really important.
0: It reminds me of an episode we had with Natalie Norton um, talking about permanence and how sometimes you think this is going to be how I feel forever, and just mm-hmm. understanding that it's not. You can do these things to you know recover and be able to handle those triggers better. Yes. And also, I really do this thing where everything is encompassing. Like this one problem happened and like, oh, now my whole life is terrible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But if we can just kind of separate, like that happened. But this is still great. And, you know, looking at gratitude for other areas of your life, I think that's helpful too.
2: Yes. Well, I wanted to talk about all or nothing thinking. Sometimes when we go through trauma, we get in that mode of, Because this happened, I will never do this. Or, you know, because of my accident, I will never be loved or, you know, and that's just not true. The black and white, it's not so black and white. So being able to recognize those limiting beliefs that go along with trauma is also super important.
1: I love what you shared there. And I think something that's really key is reaching out for help from an adult. Like you really can't always handle all these things alone. And I think reaching out for help and also working with a therapist, like it is real and it's something that can really affect your life. And if you can get professional help, you may be able to resolve your issues much quicker, much more effectively and feel normal, and yourself again much more quickly.
2: Yes. It's so important to be able to lean on others for support, especially with trauma. Absolutely. Back to the the movement is we help teens figure out how to change their physiological state, which in turn changes their emotional state. So through movement, we really like to focus on helping them empower themselves. So choosing an empowering movement that they like to do, whether it's running, dancing, bike, riding, you know, yoga, if they're ticked off, punch a punching bag, you know, to to get that pent up energy out. Good Um, point. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes with trauma, there's a lot of anger and you know why. And so we're trying again to create that opposite emotion you know, you feel helpless. Let's get you feeling back in control again through movement. Brilliant. I love it. So with changing the physiological state, I have seen teens use negative ways to cope. So, you know, doing this as a way to try to gain control of their feelings and and making poor choices. So, you know, using drugs to numb the pain or taking control of eating and, you know, developing disordered eating, eating too little, um, diving into pornography or self-harming behaviors. I mean, this could even be like watching excessive TV or being on your phone so much that you don't interact and you're just numbing that way. And what they're really trying to do is get a different feeling than those distressing emotions. So it's really counter-effective because all of these things have negative consequences. Yeah. So important to recognize
1: oh, when you're doing that. I think too, it's so easy to just like scroll on Instagram or whatever. And like, I know there are times as a mom that I'm like, I just want to feel nothing. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I don't want to be bugged. But like when you're having some serious feelings, you have to recognize that that's going on. And if you're doing those things and you know that that's happening, like that's an indicator that you need to get some help as well.
2: Absolutely. So, I do want to say with trauma, working with the therapist is important as far as processing it. You know, I've told you guys some of the things that we do to prepare them for processing and some of the skills that we work on, but then there's also the piece of actually processing the trauma. So, we have a lot of different modalities that we use and tools to help them move beyond what happened. Yeah. Um, and know how to help them when their feelings are out of control. So this is just you know a teeny piece, but yeah, I just wanted to share that. But there there is more to it than what we've just discussed. Yeah, yeah, deeper therapies that you use, right? So let's talk about climbing out of that and deep dark hole. I think it's so important to be able to get out of it. And I I love this quote. It says, "Trauma creates change you didn't choose, but healing creates a change." that you do choose, which is really powerful. You guys as teenagers, you, you want to have a choice. It's important for you guys to have choices. And to feel like they have control over their lives. Yeah. One thing that we do, you know, after we've processed the trauma and made some steps forward is making sense of the trauma. So our brains are always trying to figure out why, why did this happen to me? You know, why did that bird make a nest in my hair? What do I do now? And we make up stories about why we experienced the trauma. The meaning we attach to the experiences that we have creates emotion. So it's critical in this process to reframe your thoughts and choose an empowering meaning for the trauma. Um, We aren't giving the trauma power, but we're giving you the power to climb out of that pit and move forward and have a great life. So an example could be, you know, I was bullied, I was humiliated, I was shamed. But with this new meaning, I'm no longer going to do that to myself. I'm going to advocate for others. I'm going to reach out to those that are hurting. I'll know what to do. You know, if this happens to my future kids or my siblings or my friends, and I'm stronger because of this versus you know, I was bullied, I'm a victim and this whole thing ruined my life.
1: What a beautiful way to heal and to help and find meaning for yourself. That's so powerful.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's the wounds that happen to us um, and the wounds that we carry that really make us into compassionate, Adults, or you know, compassionate people having gone through hard experiences, it's what makes us human and it's what makes us relate to others. And it's impossible not to be traumatized at some level in in your life. So, finding meaning in that that's empowering is so much better than choosing, you know, to forever be a victim. Yes, this has been
0: so insightful, Haley. I'm so thankful that you have all of this knowledge and you're willing to share it with us. I've learned a ton. I really feel like this is already one of my favorite episodes. (laughs) There's so much goodness.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And one thing I do want to say is, you know, it's important to have a safety net. So we all have people that we rely on. And if you remember the question before, you know, can I trust people after trauma happens that kind of goes through our minds um, I really like to have teens list at least five people that they can call if they need support. And when we do this at our clinic, we make this little net and we put tiny clothespins on it where we clip different names of people they trust, and then they can hang this somewhere in their room or, you know, wherever they are to be reminded of the people who will catch them if they fall. So what if there was a net, you know, in that deep hole? Mm. That they fell in now they can visualize a net in the next hole you know if something else happens you have a safety net you have people that you can turn to who you trust who love you and you'll never fall back into that same hole like you did before because you've got these people and you're not alone
0: that's beautiful and so useful to just have that list of people right there at
3: your site just in case something happens
1: mhm
3: i love it i guess i just want to say in closing that after trauma your life may look a little bit different you know you just climbed out of that deep hole but you've got your safety net just keep moving forward your life can still be normal and happy and you know we all have ups and downs but there really is so much goodness out there and if you can visualize a good future for yourself you can make that happen and it's okay if you're still triggered at times you know you'll notice a bird and it might remind you of the one that made the nest in your hair but pretty soon with time and with healing you'll be able to move beyond that and say okay oh that's a bird you know but it's not going to affect you to the same deep level as it once did so there really is so much hope And you can also watch out for others who have a similar nest in their hair, you know, who have had a similar trauma or similar experience and reach out to them. You know, we all need love and support. And I heard this quote once that I really like as well. And it says, healing doesn't mean the pain never existed. It means that the damage no longer controls our lives. Mm. So good.
1: I love hearing from teens we've heard from some teens as of late that have really used their trauma and have found ways to help others with what they've healed from and it's been really amazing to watch teens reach out to each other and help each other and i think that this has been so awesome to be able to see like what this is really like what really happens And so it's not so scary for people to think about going to see a therapist or getting help for these feelings that they're having. I think this is such a useful resource. What's the best way for teens to reach out for help? I mean, I would love for all of our teens to be able to be local to you, but how can they get help for where they're at right now? Or if they are near your location, like how they can work with you as well?
3: So, you can um, go to our website. It's wholekidsutah.com, W H O L E K I D S. And uh, there you can sign up for our groups, read about our therapists. If you are um, on Instagram, you can follow our Instagram, which is wholekids. And recently I've I started to do one on my own uh, called Your Teen Counselor. So, they can follow along there. If, if they're not local, PsychologyToday.com is a great website where you can hand select a therapist. You can read their bios, you can see which insurances they accept, and kind of get a feel for them. Or you know, just googling therapists in your area. Okay, great. And then I do want to leave um, the crisis line. This is a national crisis line. Um, you know, sometimes when we have these really deep and scary emotions, we feel hopeless or out of control or like giving up. So there are people that you can talk to and it really does take courage to speak up, but you can do this. So the crisis line number is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. 273 8255
0: Haley, if you could go back and tell your high school self one piece of advice, what would it be?
3: So, okay. Can I say two small things? Yes. Um, Number one, it gets better. (laughs) And number two, the imaginary audience is imaginary. So a lot of times as teenagers, even adults, we think that we're on display, you know, everyone's noticing our tiny imperfections or if we mess up, but really, you know, we're not on stage. Everyone's just worrying about their own little issues and what they've got going on. So gaining that perspective earlier on would be super helpful, I think. Totally.
0: Don't you agree? Oh yeah. It's perfect. Wonderful.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today, Haley. It's such a blessing to be able to find somebody who has so much language and knowledge to add to this issue I think that it's so helpful to kind of bring the realness to everybody I mean I know you mentioned at the beginning like oh this is going to be maybe some hard things but this is real like this is these kids lives they are dealing with hard things and for us to just sugarcoat everything and say like oh everything's fine because you're a kid like no they deal with real stuff all the time and it's very hard, and their brains are developing, and they're dealing with it on a much harder level than an adult. So I think that it's so beautiful to be able to touch on it because these things are going to come up in their lives. So thank you so much for bringing this beautiful knowledge to us and to our listeners. We're so grateful for you and for your time.
3: Thank you. It was so fun. I love doing this kind of thing. I appreciate what you guys are doing, and I hope you know that this can reach somebody that's struggling. You know, and just gives them hope that it's normal and you're not alone
0: yeah if we could just help one person it would be awesome
1: thank you so much for joining us today please click to subscribe and join us on instagram we'll see you next time on becoming